And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 71. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to our guys over at Old Bridge Pizza. Me and Augie actually went in there Saturday. Very nice. Yeah, got got some good food, you know, good place to eat. Go there, check it out. Um, Also, Chaos Gym, as always, having their... Uh, oh, no, just had their breast cancer awareness event uh, this past Sunday. I heard it was a huge success. Sean said he had a great turnout, um, a lot of money raised for a good cause. As always, they are a gym located behind Comfy on 516, three classes a week. First um, first month, 50% off for anyone who plays in the league or has ever played in the league at any time. DM me Instagram at chaos underscore NJ to get more details. Nice. Week 8 recap. I was not there this week, so we brought in uh, head of the, the founder, actually, of the sports, uh, the Gomes Sports Agency. Excuse me, my bad for blundering that. <laughs> Jason Gomes is in the building today. Dylan Trey has made his return to the podcast. You already heard me and Kurtzman's voice. How are we doing today, boys? Jason, how are you doing? First time on the pod this season. I'm, I'm great. I'm excited for the opportunity. You know, I want to tell the real truths out here. No <laughs> more of crooked Kamish Kurtzman's narratives. You know, I'm just excited to tell what it's all about here, what's going on in the league. Well, one second. The Crook Commission is going to make an immediate statement. Uh, Jason Gomes is being given a vote for all American teams, awards. He comes to every single game. I think he has a good eye for that type of stuff, and I'm announcing that immediately that he is going to have a vote for this season's awards. Should we make votes public? Yeah, voting ballots can be public. Your why voting not? ballot has to be public. You yeah, have I mean, to be held accountable. Because, I mean, I like la- because last, I'm not, I'm not saying anything, but last season... My vote, my ballot was public. A lot of other ballots were not public. I made my ballot very okay. public. And I, I actually saw my and ballot. I, actually, I was getting, I was going through my notes actually, and I saw my ballot from last year. Couple, couple bones thrown. <laughs> I did not throw any bones last year. What if I throw bones nope. to GSA clients like you know Ed Zalek, Rob Torino, Steve Shaver, first team? <laughs> <laughs> I think are we gonna let let it go under the radar that Jason peer pressured. G. Kirchner into a vote by his uh, slanderous comments on the Twitter through the GSA. You think so? <laughs> you, think, you think this is a... Uh, He's been berating him on Twitter last week, and now he gets a vote out of nowhere? I mean, I, I, this can't be a coincidence. No, nah, I think we, we talked about Jason we having a vote. Lot. Yeah, we, we did talk <laughs> about Jason having no, a vote. Jason's so. at all the games every week. Um, he probably pays attention just as much as everyone else does, and uh, yeah, he gets a vote for sure. Appreciate D- it. Dylan, you have anything you want to add before we, uh, we jump into the recap? Uh, nope. Nothing. All right, let's do it. Uh, week 8 recap. Let's start with the Dolphins versus the Bills. Dylan, I'll start with your game. Just uh, as you guys know, I was not there this weekend. I really haven't seen anything. I've been busy. So I'm just going to host today. My opinions will be very invalid if I was to give them. And most of you think they already are invalid as it is. So uh, I'm going to shut up this week. Dylan. Um, final score, 28 to 29, 29 to 18. To 18. It wasn't really that close. We gave a 45-yard garbage time, uh, touchdown to Suroff on the ground, and then my brother got hurt on the Hail Mary, and we just called the game with a minute left. Um, I mean, the onside kick, my apologies. Uh, Their offense is good. The Bills' offense is dangerous, and I was talking and saying, you know, Suroff has made good strides in this league and is definitely one of the top quarterbacks, and the Bills are dangerous. I know losing Zach definitely hurts, and he's going to try to come back for the last week of the playoffs. He's a crackhead, so who knows. <laughs> but uh, we st- we made some critical fourth down stops, but I don't think we turned them over. I think we just had a few timely sacks. Like I, But I want to give them a lot of credit because I think they are dangerous, like I said. And they don't have enough to beat our team because, you know, I 
you consider us an elite team. That goes without saying. But they, they're they a problem. I think they're a problem. And like I said, we had some good fourth down stops, but they move the ball effortlessly on us. They have good schemes. They, their line blocks really well. Um, and they were able to get open on us a, few, a bunch of times. Um, just for our offense, Sobes is absolutely magnificent. The throws he makes are unbelievable. The the touchdown I put on Twitter, on Instagram, I mean, that throw is just insane. Just like a four-step drop, and he just flings it. The timing is just incredible. Sobes and I chemistry continues to grow. One final note I want to say about my team, we started off this year very hot with conversions, and we were really dog shit in the middle games, but we were 4-4 four four this game, which is big. So I like that as something we could continue to build upon going into the playoffs. Nice. Jason, how did you feel about this one? Uh, I think the Dolphins are just very good. I mean, definitely one of the two elite teams in the league. I have them uh, right there with the Falcons. Uh, Zach is incredible. Zach uses all of his options. He uses, you know, TJ, Dylan, Buster's gotten a few offensive snaps. Just everyone, you know, uh, contributes to that offense. Cody Norton, getting him in the eighth round for having him be one of the top leaking linemen in the league is incredible. Um, and he's a legitimate athlete and legitimate good player. Not the best lineman, but the fact that he can just leak and then Zach can find him for those little quick hitters that work so well. Um, for the Bills, Suroff is a legitimate quarterback, and, and I think that, you know, those teams are always in it to the end, and I think point differential kind of backs this up, that they're, they are, they're in games. There's never a game where, like, it's just completely garbage time and then Suroff, like, even your game, which you think was garbage time, that was close, and then at the, yeah. the very end that the stops that you guys got in the red zone... If, and we you know, had, and they stopped. They actually stopped us on a fourth down. There was a, I think it was pass interference, but it was a, it was a coin toss call. Like mm-hmm. I don't think Nick made the wrong call calling pass interference. It was the right but, call from GSA client. But it was close. <laughs> and if, if, if that's not called, it's their ball, and it's a yeah. completely different game. They would, they would have had a chance to, I think, tie it up, put them down one score. So exactly, is that something we should look into, Kurtzman? Jason has a client on the referee. He's got clients that are playing on the field. Yeah, I think there Jason, are a lot of conflict. I think Jason, might, I think Jason might lose his vote. Is there, is there, is there a conflict of interest there? No, Anything else, Jason? Think, on no, I think Jason will uh, definitely make the right votes for sure. I and I'll say one more thing is that I'm going to give some credit to Tommy Savaro, who's not here right now. Um, what he's always said is to take what the defense gives you. If you're running, if you can get little five yard gains on little quick out routes, or Suroff and Q have perfected that. Q gets. Uh, just t- turns around off a five-yard curl and can easily catch the ball and turn upfield for another five, ten-yard gain. They've perfected that. I really think that, that this team is going to turn around, and I think if they do sneak into the playoffs, they're going to have a very competitive game with whoever the one seed turns out to be. I really do believe in the Bills. Mm, Kurtzman. Um, I share um, very similar sentiments about the Bills. I think the Bills are a very good team offensively. Defensively, I still think there's work to be done, but there are guys on that defense that make plays. Misha had a couple sacks in this one. Uh, Q, always breaking up passes, a perennial Defensive Player of the Year candidate every year he's played. Um, They have athletes in the back, Zach Charay, Amir, Femi, guys like that. They just need to continue to get better at cohesive unit on defense. Like you guys said, that pass interference was a big call in the game. Um, they just had a couple calls not go their way. That's kind of how football works sometimes. Um, I do think that they play well enough to beat any team in the league. They just have to come out there and execute more, more so on defense because Suroff is always going to move the ball um, and just needs to execute in the red zone. I think that's harder than a lot of people think. And scoring inside the 10 yeah. it's not always an easy thing to do when the field's very condensed. Um, 
they're grow they've grown as a team a lot from a lot of guys who never knew each other going into this season. Yeah, um, they've nice. really come they've come along, and I'm really proud to have them. Hopefully, make the playoffs. They're currently in the seventh spot. Probably one more win for them in their last two games. Will uh, three games will secure a playoff spot for them. So they're going to be a team you're not trying to really see in the playoffs. Soros played a lot better as of late. Really quick about the Dolphins, of course. Sobes, amazing as always. Yep. Dylan, great game. Only three catches, but also drew a call, pass interference calls, moving the chains, getting things in no involved, getting people involved. Right. Had, had one touchdown. Beautiful throw. Fourth down pass breakup. Nope. Six tackles. Gomes refused to sign me. No GSA. No GSA client stat line there. No, Dylan Dylan played a great game. They all played a great game on the Dolphins. I think they are a force to be reckoned with and one of the elite teams in this league. I think that goes without saying. So you walked away from this game feeling better about the Bills. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, they put up a fight, and like I said, we talked about that pass interference. That was a big play. You guys were only up one score at the time, I believe, and that could have given them a chance to come back. And who knows? Yeah. I still put my money on Sobes when the, when the chips come down to it. But I think my takeaway, if I had to have one thing to say about the Bills, just taking this whole game into account, is I feel like this was the first game that they were like, felt like they were a team. Like my brother, Zach Shrey, had the drop on. I think it was fourth down in the end zone, like one of the first two drives. It was a pretty critical drop. It was a little high throw, but he should have caught it. And I his feel hand. like his hands. I feel like you know they're like, don't worry, like we'll, we'll get him next time. Like they pick him up. Whereas yeah. miscues in the past, they've like ganged up on each other and like, oh, like oh, you gotta make that play. Like that's terrible, blah blah. And this it was more like uplifting. And then he had the one handed catch, and they're all like, like way to make up for it. Like I just feel like they're trending in the right direction as a team going to the playoffs. Which I mean it. It sucks not to take this long, but like you said, a group of 10 guys that no one knows each other, I'm glad they are able to actually get to that point at all. For sure. Sounds to me like, um, like you know, we, we talk about all the time on the podcast, you never want to lose the game, but there could be a moral victory, and it sounds to me like that one was a moral victory for the Bills. Give me the stats on this one, Kurtzman. Sobes, 18-23, yards, three touchdowns, also had five carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown rushing. Dylan, three catches, 74 yards, touchdown, sacks, sack a pass breakup and six tackles Cody Norton seven catches 55 yards two touchdowns and an interception Morig two catches 16 yards and a pass breakup Sean one catch five yards it was a conversion TJ Angst had four catches 18 yards three conversions uh, Bill Heimer had another sack and Lebo had one catch for nine yards for the Bills, Saraw 15 at 23, 158 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Also had three rushes for 65 yards, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Q, five catches, 52 yards. Zach Sheree, three catches, 65 yards, two touchdowns. Also had a pass breakup and six tackles. Uh, Steve Bowen, five catches, 35 yards. Misha, two catches, six yards and a sack. Prem, four tackles. And yeah, that's it. All right, let's move on to the second game of the 10 o'clock slate. Let's go Seahawks versus the Ravens. Jason, I will start with you. The Battle of Birds. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let me just say, uh, I think incredible win by the Seahawks without their starting quarterback and without Joe Pip. Of course, I'd be great sub for them, but that's just a testament to how good their defense is. And I just want to say, Jack Hoogett, legitimate defensive player of the year contender. Mm. Of course, of course, like, Jack Starner has to be leading. But Jack Kugit is le- two jacks. That's that's the secret. Nah, Jack Kugit <laughs> has been making plays. For yeah, sure. he's it's been in, he's been incredible. Um, Paul did a great job filling in. Um, having Emmerich kind of hit his breakout year, I think, has been kind of crazy because he's legitimate, great safety, great, really helps their defense. He can and then on offense conversions, whatever you can throw it up to him in an emergency, which Paul did a lot, um, and it worked out. 
Um, I have a good picture of the year candidate as well. Also, Sick yes. picture that he got. Yeah, <laughs> that was a shout incredible. out to Amy Donald. Um, in terms of the Ravens, um, I said this to Spo. Um, he needed a loss to humble him. Right? It's not all ups. There's got to be some downs with it. Tom Brady was a sixth sixth round quarterback, so it's not going to be all great. Um, I, I really think that he is a leader and he is someone moving forward who you can completely rely on. And I know going in, obviously he has a bye this week, but going in for the future, I really do think that you know he inspires the troops. The team likes him. Um, Mahmoud, I think, has you know been playing great, uh, consistently good in the secondary. Pass breakups does everything you could ask for. Rob, Liam, of course, you know how good they are. Um, but ultimately, I think this is more of just that the Seahawks are kind of legitimate and kind of frisky, and, mm. and they have an incredible defense. And that's without Chase, which is one of the best pass rushers, and without Pip, one of the best defensive players overall. So I, I really do think the Seahawks team is legit. Um, I do want to say uh, I have some GSA-related stats here. Um, Steve Schaefer, I mean, how much can you say about this guy, man? 4-1. and one. The Seahawks are 4-1 and one since Steve Schaefer moved to center. Great snaps. And he's got the highest adjusted DVOA, according to my algorithm, has played three <laughs> defensive snaps, has forced one interception in those snaps. That's up there, oh. the highest DVOA in the league. Oh, my God. <laughs> defensive DVOA on, on the Bear Down <laughs> podcast. I had no clue that was coming. According to my algorithm, man. Yeah. Kurtzman. Wow. That was something. <laughs> no, um, one thing I said, I'm talking about the Ravens first. Um, I think you were right. Spo needed a game to humble himself. He came out first game of mm. the year playing quarterback, and he shined. He made a lot of big plays for his team, and they were able to pull out a win. This week, he played one of the, probably one of the best defenses in the league, and they stymied him. They, um, sure. He was very indecisive with the ball in his hands. Looked like um, he wasn't using his athleticism to its fullest potential. I felt like there were a lot of plays where he could have, instead of taking like a jump pass and throwing like three yards to a lineman, he could have um, just ran away from the defensive linemen that were chasing him. Um, I do believe that if they play this game again, I think Spo would be coming a little more differently. I don't think that means that they would have won because I think the Seahawks are a phenomenal defense team and still would have been able to hold him to under 20 points probably. Sure. Um, but Spo, it didn't look like he was fully ready for this one. They came at him with a different look. He said after the game, um, the zone really fucked me up. And yeah. I think when first you're not taking... Yeah, like when you're yeah. a first-time quarterback, you're exactly. not seeing the zone. You're not seeing any defenses at all. Such minimal reps for Spo, a quarterback. Um... It's it's tough. It's tough for anyone to play quarterback in this league, and I just think that uh, he got um, he just he got a little confused back there. Very indecisive with the ball in his hands. But um, let's get to the other side now. The Seahawks, perennial top defense in the league with yeah. the Falcons. They, they it seems like every team that plays them, they don't score a lot. Like the last five six weeks, they don't score a lot of points. They go under their um, outside of the Falcons. The Falcons definitely did a number on them, but they've played really also, well as of late. They have six turnovers, the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks. So, yeah like, a lot of short fields. Exactly. A little skewed number. Definitely a skewed number, but um, I think that their defense has been playing at an elite level, and if they can just like limit the turnovers like we just talked about, they are going to be in every single game. It is going to be interesting who plays quarterback. I think they should run some sort of a um, dual system so that Chase and Paul aren't both forced to feel like... I think one of the big things, just side note... You think like, there's quarterback controversy? No, 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 no. <laughs> the complete opposite, actually. I think there's... It, it complements each other, because I think that one of the things about playing quarterback in this league is you know everything's on you. If you play bad, your team's probably not going to win the game. So being able to take, lack of a better term, take plays off 
Mm. Quarterback, you can't take plays off. There's no True. there's no plays off at quarterback. You're always thinking about what's going to happen next, what you're trying to do on the play, unless you throw a quick screen or you know the ball's coming out in one second. So I just think that having Paul and Chase, two guys that are capable of now showing that they can win games in this league at quarterback, having both of them in the backfield, you can run a lot of different creative plays out for that. You have Joe Pip also on the outside. I think at Emmerich, I think that the Seahawks are trending superbly in the right direction, and I'm not trying to see them in the first round. Mm. I didn't see this game, but just going off the stats, I actually... Did I watch some... You were playing, so I did Yeah, yeah, it. no, I was thinking film, but that was last week with the Ravens. Anyway, um, just going off the stats, I think that this is the type... This is the type of game the Seahawks want to play, and I think that this is the final score that the Seahawks... Like, the kind of game the Seahawks look... Like, this is the outcome they look final for. Final 22-8, yeah. like, low-scoring, yeah. dirty game, turnovers. Yep. They, their defense, like they, only, they, they move Paul, around. They had one turnover, Paul, only, but, like... Paul had eight rushes. IB had two rushes. Like, they ran the ball a lot, yeah. dragged the clock out, rely on their defense, try to win a low-scoring game. The the less dangerous passes and just passes in general that yeah. Paul and Chase throw, the less chance of interception. So, like you said, <laughs> if they win the turnover battle, it, they're going to be tough to beat just because of their defense. So, But they, like, this is, like I said, perfect score for them. They need to keep it low-scoring game. I was the only person on the preview pod that picked the Seahawks. the Seahawks. Yes. And I picked it, Kurtzman, because kind of like Jason said, you can't just be all highs for a spell playing quarterback. They zoned him. It was his first time playing quarterback against the zone. That's yep. not easy. Add on top of it, the playmakers that the Seahawks have, it wasn't so much, and this isn't like a shot against Paul or anything like that at all. It, it didn't even have so much to do with the fact that it was Paul playing quarterback. Like, I knew Paul was going to be solid because, number one, he has played quarterback yeah, in the league before. The Two, his team was way more than capable. I know that um, you know, IB uh, subbed for uh, for Pip, and um, IB subs for Pip, and uh, no what's the name? And no chases there. But offensively, you could still do it. You could still move the ball with those guys that they have on that team. So, and this is a game where they needed to beat the Ravens. Like, yeah. they've been winning. They've been trending in the right direction. I was gonna stay with the hot hand. They've been hot. I understand their two main players aren't there, but you gotta stay with it and. Spoke only second time playing quarterback, give him a different look, and you see the result. That's why I went with the Seahawks initially, and it sounded like that's exactly how the game went. Yeah, no, um, Spo definitely just he just looked a little confused out there. Didn't know exactly what the defense was throwing at him. Um, I want, but I want to make sure we highlight Jack Kujit mm. playing amazing ball on defense, yep. ball hawking, making his plays, doing his thing. Um, Guys that play in the flat, they play a nice little 2-3 zone behind a two-man rush. The guys who play in the flat are super important because that's where the balls that the floaters from the quarterbacks that go to the line. Jordan Fetterman pick six? Jordan Fetterman pick mm. six on a, okay, like that Jordy. exact kind of play. Yeah. A, a lob to a lineman where he just read it very early. Those flat guys are very important because that's where a lot of the balls end up going when the guys are under pressure and have to get the ball out um, quicker than they'd like to. Did Jordan show emotion after a pick six? No, literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He came up, I was like, yo, you had a pick six at sick. And he was like, yeah. Like, yeah. All right, all right, dude. I think, He's like, yeah, I got a 145 tee time. I got to get out of here. Probably. <laughs> I, th- I think the Seahawks could use uh, Chase as a runner and pass option like they used IB this week. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they ran a lot of motion. Um, and vice Paul, versa, too. Paul, quick little catch pitch yeah. right in front of him to Chase just coming across. Anytime you can get your fastest players on the field running before everyone else is running. It's an advantage. It's definitely an advantage. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, for sure. Jason, you have any uh, as, uh, uh, GSA client uh, stats think, on this one? No, or? that was that was. I mean, one. I, I threw out Steve Schaefer, yeah. unbelievable I'm job since moving to center. Um, Spo, you know, not a lot of great for Spo, but, you know, it's for Spo, it's not about the stats. 
It's about the leadership qualities he brings, how he leads that locker room, how he thanks his linemen after the games. You know, he just does the little things that I'm confident in him going forward that he's going to be an elite quarterback. Chrisman, stats. Spo, 12-21, 123 yards, one touchdown, four picks, three rushes, 48 yards. Rob Akani, two catches, 20 yards, uh, and also an interception on defense. Pete, two catches, 23 yards. Tommy Torrey, three catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. Also caught the two-point conversion. Uh, Bow had a PBU. Mahmoud had one catch and also had a pass breakup. Harnish, two for 15, and Liam, two for 20. Um, for the Seahawks, Paul, 10 of 17, 111 yards, one touchdown, one interception, eight rushes, 48 yards. Paul, not afraid to run in this game. I was very happy to see yeah, that. When that. you need the big, when you need the little yards, like on third and ones, he didn't even look to, to throw. He took the snap, looked for a half a second, and said, I can get a half a yard by just running the ball. He did a really good job at get it, doing the little things, getting the easy yards, and just moving them downfield to score 20 points. And all it takes and yep. all it took. Um, IB one catch for ten yards. It was a two point conversion. Also had a twelve yard rushing touchdown. Johnny five catches, sixty three yards. Steve Schaefer one catch, two yards. Justin Santiago one catch, thirty three yards. Uh, Fetterman had a pass breakup and a pick six. Emmerich two catches, thirteen yards and a touchdown. Um, and a two point conversion where he dove and caught a tip ball. Emmerich is legit. Emmerich is legit. And Jack Kujit, once again, two pass breakups and two interceptions. Um, also, in his last also, two. I know we don't. There's no, there's no yards for like your like um, the interception yeah, yards, but he takes he took both interceptions back from like the inside the five so like the to like, like past the, the twenty five yeah. to like the 30, 35. Yeah. Put his team in good positions to score. Kujit was a main factor in why the Seahawks got this one. Nice. All right, sure. let's move on to the eleven fifteen slate. We have first game. I'll go. Um, let's go Pats versus Packers. Let's, let's talk about that one. Who wants to start with this one? Anyone, anyone want to step up to the I'll plate? I'll start because I didn't know the final score, so I had to go rewatch and like keep score of the game um, when I was cutting it. Um, this this game was won because the Patriots turned the ball over three times and the Packers turned the ball over zero times, except okay. for once on a fourth down later in the game. But they lost a turnover about a three to one. One of those interceptions, Tommy just. Ended that like 15 seconds left in the half. He flips it while almost falling down. It goes over Christian's head. Rich Ritter right there, pick six. Nice. It was a huge play in the game. Rich Ritter, I want to, before we keep going with the game, Rich Ritter um, was breakout. No, had a day. That's an understatement. Uh, three touchdowns, five catches, 60 yards. He, I'll read the stats at the end, but he did. He was a huge reason why they won this game. Yep. Best game of his probably career in our league so far. Um, but no, the Packers were amazing on offense. They were a lethal machine. Vin was making defensive linemen in the backfield miss all day. He was um, the pump fake. The subtle pump fake was so lethal. And just knowing where he was on the field, there were a couple times where he was running towards the sideline and he would kind of slow himself down, give a quick little pump fake just to get the defender slightly off his feet, slide to the left and make a throw. He looked like the old Vin Gargano from years past. And I don't want to see the Packers. I'm going to say that about a lot of teams, but I don't want to see the Packers in the playoffs because Vin looks unstoppable right now. They've basically squared almost every drive of the last two games, I'd probably say, outside of maybe one or two in each game. Um, offense is a well-oiled machine. They just need to figure out a way to get some stops. Um, yeah. They got some interceptions, but they were still giving up 33 points somehow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what needs to change on the defensive end and not allow 33 points when still also turning them over three times. Um, but this is a huge win for the Packers, keeps their season alive. And as for the Patriots, 
you really just got to look at yourselves and say, we turned the ball over three times. That's why we lost the game. We could have put up 45. We didn't turn the ball over three times. Yeah. Um, Tommy's still an elite quarterback in this league. The Patriots are still a force to be reckoned with. They do drop from fourth to eighth in the standings because it's of this because everyone, everyone's so close. Yeah, All these yeah. teams are so close. Um, the tiebreakers really matter. Um, the Bucks are in the ninth spot. So right now you'd be playing. Oh, who? The no, Falcons. The Falcons. Like that's a, oh and that's God, a game that's a that game. like that. And that's a game. Like Tommy's a baller out there. So it's going to be a test for. I think every playoff game is going to be a test. But that's besides the point. The Packers come out with a backs against the wall win. If you're going to gloat about your only person picking the Seahawks, I'm going to gloat about me being the only person to pick the Packers. Yep. Bet against. The, bet, I'm not betting against the Garganos. With like I said, their backs were against the wall, and the Packers took care of business. Yep. Jason. Yeah, I mean, Kurtzman covered a lot of it. Yeah, sorry, I, I ranted a little there. No, it's fine. Uh, one thing I will say, Rich Ritter actually emerging. He could be a legitimate wide receiver, too, for them, because they have Mikey. I feel like they have a lot of, like, you know, Two, ter- like guys. weapons yeah. that you don't really know how to use them. Like, Mikey, quarterback, wide receiver, he played pretty well, too, but Rich Ritter is obviously the star of the show. Um, Brandon Giles and sort of the same thing and all the same category of, like, they can be used in so many different ways, but having Rich Ritter as an actual receiving threat I think it, you can like focus on him and actually use him as an o- option. I think that's huge for that offense. Um, ultimately, I think these two teams are kind of in the same boat, and that's why I kind of went down to the wire. It ultimately came down to the turnover differential. Gargano, a little bit more experience in the league and just kind of can handle those experiences better. Um, I think both of these teams are legit offenses. I think the defense still has to come for both teams, and I think that's going to be what kind of separates them from the elite in the playoffs. Like They have to get stops, and neither of them really do right now. Um, I'm going to put the onus on, on Dean Lupton for being an actual defensive player in college, like Tommy was a quarterback in college. I think Dean Lupton can really step up and can anchor that defense because I've heard from multiple people in the league that he's a, hand, he's a huge, huge monster defensively. Yes. So he can make plays and he's smart enough to know what he's doing. I think that someone has to step up on both sides to really anchor those defenses. And I think if that happens, these two teams are legitimate dark horse Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. One thing about Dane before you go, Dane has really bought into his role as being defensive anchor and yep. offensive lineman. I went against him a couple times on the D when I played D line a couple plays against him, and yeah. he's a strong, really strong kid. Um, he was a he was a middle linebacker in high school. I mean, college. I feel like Dickinson with Tommy. I didn't really know what kind of player he was going to be in the league because if you're a linebacker, like you're not used to really like getting the ball a lot, seeing yeah. the ball in your hands. So he's adapted very well to the league. He also makes a lot some play, catching plays off the line. He caught a touchdown in this one as well um he's a really good player i just wanted to shout him out make sure he gets his love for, for sure. doing what he for needs sure. to do for the patriots dylan how did the tommy galanti uh fan club i mean hold up with, i mean look he made some mistakes you know like jason said it was maybe or kirsten said it was not the smartest play to end the half but you know he was just trying to make the big play extend the play put his team up on top i mean we saw the resilience he fought back down from three scores went score stop score stop score stop took you, the lead. you texted me and said tommy's unstoppable Unstoppable. The only way you can stop him is if he makes mistakes himself, which he did in this game, which has led to the Packers' victory. But he, pure arm talent, it's him and Sobes up there, one and two. Mm. Now, IB? no, I would say Tommy's better thrower of the ball. I still think wow. IB is a better all-around quarterback, just because how he can make people miss and the Take way note, IB. and the uh, sure. the position. Take that personally, IB, for when <laughs> it's a championship. You versus Dylan. Oh Dylan. my god! Dot, <laughs> dot him over his head to Justin and say, "I don't, talk I don't, about the I don't play corner, so oh. I'll be all right." Um, <laughs> anyway, but I want to talk about the Packers. I think this game was. This is how they need to play, not how they need to play, but this style of play is what is going to work for them. I'm just, I just want to read their like catches without names. 
three five one 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 two. So this is how Vin plays: spreads the ball, yep. distributes the ball evenly to everyone. And also, I want to highlight they do have good linemen that are good receiving threats. But also, the linemen combined for three catches in this game. And I think that is a big thing to highlight because, like I said, they are good receiving linemen. But Vin is better if you give him time, let him improvise, let him, you know, make people miss slightly in the backfield and extend the play and just distribute the ball and just find whoever's open after 10 seconds of time. Yeah. So yes. I I, I want to highlight... Wiz blocked his ass off yeah. in this game. Wiz answered the call. Yeah, I called him out. Wiz answered the call. Person called him out? I, I called him out. Did you say I, said you nice. to, I, I said anything. You stayed in a half second more. He stayed in way more than a half second more. So, I don't think he had a target in this game. No, nothing. And I don't care. He played better. Wiz had his worst stats, quote-unquote, of the season because he had no but stats, but it was game. probably no, his best game. Elite in the game, too, was dominating on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Absolutely dominating. I'm making sure I'm getting Yeah, you out did call us out. You said there's so many times where I think you could be even more than what you are because you're like, he could bull rush. Yeah. He could hold people on the strong offensive line. Kid. Yeah, strong, strong ass kid. kid. Wiz, who played football in high school and then went in college and played football Yo, for he, years as well. He dominated on the O line this week, yeah. I think. Jason, you have any, uh, Sorry, you have anything else on this one? No, the uh, no, only, th- only thing is, I want to give Vin Gargano his props because he yeah. was far and away the best player on the field. And he was maybe the best player overall in the entire every you know every game. Mm, so and I think that we gotta we gotta call him out. We gotta say something because that was if he plays like this every week, he might be the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, oh, if okay. you didn't see the game, I, uh, I just it was. First of all, they completely botched the clock, ma- the game management to end the game. <laughs> yes, and Vin that just, was bad. And Vin just bailed them. I, I will. So Vin's a quarterback, so it's probably his fault. But then he just said. Fuck this! I'm just gonna bail myself yeah, and us out. Oh, if you didn't know, they had they a minute. Final yeah, play I know the, the final. Play yeah, the they game, had like which a mi- I called them last. They had the ball with like a minute thirty left. They got the first down and just ran the game clock down to five seconds, and then Vince scored like and twenty they, yards out too. Like they didn't try to. He ran twenty weird. yards out, had an incre- made a bunch of people miss, dove in the end zone. It was a sick ending, sick play. And they knocked out. They knocked out Mike Gargano. Shoulder Mike Gargano. They jumped each other. Nike. Mike gets. Game was electric. The worst game to miss. Yeah, no, it was everything. Sorry, I was in the 20 to seventeen final fifth grade. Barn burner <laughs> oh, in Rawway. Did you win? In Rawway, I went. Yeah, I nice. won. I did win. Nice. I, I won. No. My two games, by the way, real quick. Yeah, I won twenty to seventeen, and then twenty-one to eighteen. Wow. So Oof. I spent two straight hours Yelling of your ass agonizing off. basketball, not being able to make a shot. I'm but pretty sure Patriots Packers was higher score than both of those combined. Yeah, yes, 39, no, absolutely. Thirty-nine, absolutely. thirty-three final. Um, like we said, Vin wins on the last play of the game. Um, you actually hear it in the film, which will hopefully be posted by tomorrow. Um, the last game, he. Um, you hear Mikey on the film as Vin's getting like, approaching at the five yard line. He's like, "Get in, get in!" Because I think everyone kind of was like, "Oh, he's running on the last play of the game. Like, yeah. Yeah. why are you running?" Yeah, kind of, the Patriots kind of just like stopped and like stared. Like, "Oh, okay, like, like exactly. someone, will, someone will get him." And, and, yeah. and then no, one day, the game's he, over. Yeah, no, it ended like that. The Patriots, like you said, fought back resiliently. Um, yeah, they are both teams that I would. Um, you're just not really we're, trying we're, to see we're, these we're dangerous po- quarterbacks. I'm not trying to see anyone. Over yeah, I mean, it has to play someone, right? We're, 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 we're potentially looking at these two teams as the seven and eight seed. So which is insane. That's that's your reward. That's your reward. Right that's your reward for dominating all season. Is you got to face those two quarterbacks in the first yeah, round. That's, that's not. That's it's crazy how it works out. Yep. But all right, I'll give out stats for this one. Um, Gargano, Vin Gargano, 13, 1995 yards, four touchdowns, five rushes, fifty-eight yards. Um, and a touchdown as well. The game winner, Mike Gargano, three catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Also had two conversions. Yeah, he was good. Um, yeah, no, he was, Mike. He was very good in this game. Rich Ritter, five catches, 55 yards, two touchdowns. Had three interceptions. One was a pick six. Um, Wiz, like we said, dominated on the offensive line. Um, had two tackles. Rokio um, had a catch. Giles had one catch for five yards. Also had a rush for 15 yards and a conversion. Lebo had, uh, who subbed for 
two linemen they were missing, got one catch of 37 yards and actually was a touchdown. And Vinnery had two catches, 17 yards, and also had a pass breakup on the line of scrimmage. For the Patriots, Tommy Galante, 14-18, 175 yards, had three touchdowns. Four carries, 30 yards, two touchdowns. I want to say something about Tommy Galante. You said it last podcast, I think, or we both said it. Um, as soon as he gets better at making guys in the backfield miss and using his hip movement a little bit better, he's going to be a lot better. He showed much improvement in doing that more this week. Four catches, uh, four rushes, 30 yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Paulie, five catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. He was dominant in this one. Also had a two-point conversion. Christian, four catches, 29 yards, two pass breakups, and a conversion. Giuseppe, quiet game, two catches, only 12 yards. Austin, two pass breakups and two sacks. Dane, four catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Also had four tackles. And Earl had two tackles on the line for the Patriots. All right, let's move into the other 11-15 game. You have the Bucks versus the Cardinals. Oh, jeez. Um, the opposite of Patriots back. Yeah, though. this game was not... I don't think this game was very pretty on the eyes. I think both teams would agree with that. A lot of drop balls, a lot of missed opportunities for both offenses in this game. Um, really, I don't know if it was great defense. I think there was some. Very, I think there was good defense played in this game, but at the same time, I do think both offenses will go back and watch the film and say to themselves, "How didn't we convert on that? How didn't we execute on that play? Look what they just gave us, and we didn't take advantage of it." Um, but listen, someone's got to win this game. You got to give them props for winning an ugly game and not winning a game where they played their best because neither team in this game played their best ball. Um, give it up to Cardinals. 13-12 victors. Finally put it together on the final drive of the game, get the game-winning touchdown, um, and we're able to close the door on defense, which we all know is the stronger suit of this team. Um, a lot of missed opportunities deep down the field. I'm not calling out Ed Zalek, but you expect I'll get him. To that. No, you expect <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 but Ed Zalek, we were actually talking the day before and we said he's a top 10 receiver in this league but and then came out Absolutely. and then came out and just didn't like didn't do it and a couple of big plays where I understand like these are contested catches, hard catches to make, but you're a guy that I expect honestly, I think very highly of Ed on the football field and I think he should have made a couple of those catches. I think he thinks he should have made some of those catches. Exactly. Um Mike Leva was there on a lot of those for sure, mm-hmm. but I think there were chances to be made plays. Um on the other side of the ball, the Bucks offense had to get really creative to score both their touchdowns. Um Sam Allen, a little Philly special type thing where Joe DeMeo gets deep into the end zone, kind yep. of uncovered. Sam Allen throws a beautiful ball from beautiful. one side of the field to the Crazy. other. Back, basically threw it out of bounds. Joe makes a nice Tony Toe tap on the sideline. Um, like I said, though, very ugly offensive game. Defenses played well. Mark DeMeo was dominant in this game on the defensive line. And, um, yeah, I just hope that these two teams can pick it up offensively. Jason, good. Yeah. Talk about what All you right. want to talk about. All right, so let me let me address the Eds, Alex. So, very sunny day. Very I'll give sunny you that. Day. I will it give was you a very, that. And we have to remember, Ed Zalek is playing with multiple fractured bones near his eye that restrict <laughs> his ability to see. I agree. So it's not. It's not. You, he looks up and he looks. He doesn't see anything. Sun plus injuries. Yeah. I, okay. So uh, I want to address give you, that. I will give you credit on. I'll, I mean, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that because those are two huge things into yes. catching a football. Oh yes, but oh, Ed, Ed, I will agree. Ed is expected to make those catches, and Ed should have had at least two of those touchdowns. And I, I know that, Ed knows that, we all know that, because Ed is an elite receiver in this league and has earned that right. Can I ask you a question, Jason? Sure. Could this be a result of Kurtzman never throwing him the ball deep last season? He didn't get enough opportunities last season to really get that skill <laughs> set. Exactly, a thousand percent. Um, no, but ultimately, Ed Ed has Ed is up there with one of the best receivers in the league, and, and he really should have came down with those catches, and... I think I know it. He knows it, and I think he will make those catches because Joe has a lot of trust in him, and yeah. Joe will throw him those balls going forward. 
Um, but I, I think ultimately what this game came down to was that Joe Piscopo was the quarterback of the winning team. Mm. And Joe Piscopo refused to lose that game. Because yeah. if Joe Piscopo lost that game, I don't know what would have happened, but he might have never played football again because yeah. he would have been so upset. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was just the quarterback is Joe Piscopo and he doesn't want to lose. And, and that he's just strong enough to will his team to a victory because that's what Joe Piscopo does. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, and I just wanted to say that watching Tompkins versus DeMeo was like watching a legitimate college football game. I'm like, oh, Alabama-Georgia is just right here. I mean, you got these <laughs> NFL prospects here. No, that was a matchup. And um, I think they both got the best of each other on some plays for yeah. sure. Um, Mark, a few sacks. I think Tompkins had three or four pass breakups. Like, just both J.J. Of them Watt, just, both J.J. of them looked dominant. Style. No, they both dominated this yeah. game. I think they both, listen, two bigger, like, the two yeah, big the, boys yeah, in the league. It was personal. There's something. It was personal. Shut up with the personal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Michael personal. Jordan. It was You're personal. obsessed with it. No, there was definitely, Eagles came into play here, I think. And yeah. you come, you see the bigger guy next to you. You want to make a play on him every single time. And uh, they both showed out in this game. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. Oh. I want to say, uh, I think for the Bucks. Bucks just need to they need to try something different. There needs to be a change. I'm not saying what specifically, but Sam Allen, great football mind. Philly special play worked very well. Maybe there's a way that you can incorporate him more into your offense, whether it's just making him the quarterback or finding different ways to get him used and you know, helping the defense, helping the offense do whatever it can. I think that there's there's something that needs to be done to kind of spark this Bucks team. You guys really touched on all the points. I don't really have anything to say specifically about the game. Um, the, the <laughs> you guys dominated. <laughs> you guys just dominated ended up on this game. Uh, I will say one thing: Cardinals defense without Douglas was dominant. Good to see that. Um, I think this is more of the way they need to play going to the playoffs. Like a lot like the Seahawks, keep the game low scoring, try to win on the last drive with with Joe because he has unlimited heart. Their defense is really good, really solid. And Jason, I'm gonna say what you were not willing to say. It's time. Joe, I love you. We won a championship together. I know your heart's... Us too. Kirsten too. <laughs> I know your heart's not in it anymore. And I, I know you still want to win. I, I think it's time. Make Sam Allen the guy. You have nothing to lose. You guys have lost five, six straight. You're on the outside looking in. The one play Sam Allen ran quarterback last week, it resulted in a touchdown. Switch the line. Let him take over. Let him Let him use Mark. Let him throw these deep balls to Oliva and... Let's. What's the worst that could happen? You missed the playoffs. You're already out of it. So, make make the switch. Wow. 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 I'm I'm a, I'm actually like I might be the president of the Sam Allen fan club. <laughs> Sam Allen went to the semifinals. Uh, no, no, no. Sam I'm, Allen is a I'm, legit quarterback. He's I'm I'm a president of the Sam Allen new god athlete from Chaos fan club. Okay. That's okay. I like that. Sam like that. Allen, Sam Allen moves a lot better on the field than he did this year than he did last year. Like significantly, substantially. So. What are your titles at this point? Your CEO of the Tommy Londy fan club, yep. um, founder of uh, the Sam Allen fan club. I'm not taking CEO. I'm I'm looking for a CEO. We're, <laughs> we're trying to outsource the position. Sam Allen like, is a god, once, is a god once, athlete from Chaos fan club. What, <laughs> That's we, a sick we could fan make club. Sean McDonald the CEO of the fan club because okay. he is a big part of the reason that he's the mastermind. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> So, I don't know, that's that it. Is, that is hilarious. Can I, can I go into my GSA feel for my yes, client, Ed yes, Zalek, for course. a second? Um, Ed Zalek, current stat line, 12 receptions, 213 yards, 5 touchdowns, despite playing the entire season. Started. Hey, let me just say, started the season, first half, 2 touchdowns in his first game, looked dominant, injures, injures his eye after that second touchdown, hasn't been the same since. I just want to throw that out there. I, I and he also he also leads uh, Bear Down in air yards, according to my algorithm. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I, I like that. I, the fact that Ed only has 12 catches, I think, I think Ed, needs, Ed, needs, Ed needs more. 
more action. Yeah, 23 is, targets. Is, you have to remember, though, this is a heavy quarterback running offense in, I want to say, three out of the seven games. They've had a lot. Like, Joe ran, I think, 16 times as the Falcons. He ran ten time, or nine or ten times in this one. There was another game. He had a lot of rushes. This is a low volume passing and, and there's And Joe Ivanak hasn't really emerged as a second option outside Ed, so they can very much focus on him and Tompkins. If Tompkins coming off the line, I mean, they play different offenses depending on their opponent, but I think it does make it a little bit more difficult for Ed Dalek to, to be used as much as he should because elite wide receiver. Free Ed Dalek? No, no, no. no. no, no. no I was specifically told yeah. that Joe Piscopo, great quarterback. Ed loves him. They love each other. Real yeah. bromance going on. So not free Ed Dalek, but. Yeah, Give Ed Zalek more targets, Joe Piscopo. The Cardinals have brought more emotion to Ed Zalek in this eight weeks than I've seen the, for, like, the ten years I've known him. So <laughs> shout out Joe Piscopo and the Cardinals for that one. I like Jason's point of Joe refusing to lose that game. It just yeah. speaks to Joe Piscopo. Part of, part of a champion. Part of it. The kid's got Any other quarterback you would have I'll never – listen, my favorite thing in the world is someone that has heart. I'll never question Joe Piscopo's heart. Kid's a legend. Give me the stats, Kurtzman. For the Bucks, Joe DeMeo, 12-23, 117 yards, two picks, one catch, 15 yards, and a touchdown. Also had uh, two rushes, 14 yards, and a touchdown. Mark DeMeo, two catches, 18 yards, three sacks, an interception, and a pass breakup. Mike Oliva, four catches, 50 yards, three pass breakups, a tackle, and an interception. Billy Andrews, three catches, 25 yards, interception, a pass breakup, and a tackle. Sam Allen had a two-yard rush, also had a 15-yard passing touchdown. Uh, Damian had a catch for 14 yards. Eddie had two tackles, one on the goal line. Uh, Mikey Freeman had a tackle. Slim had a pass breakup. And Jaramano, one catch, six yards. For the Cardinals, Joe Piscopo, 9-26, 115 yards, one touchdown, three picks, nine rushes, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Also had an interception and a pass breakup on defense. Uh, he's been playing more defense as of late. I think that's just mm. with getting healthier with his name. Yeah. Good athlete to have on both sides. Musi played very big in this game. Four catches, 25 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a sack and a tackle. Tompkins, two catches. Musi had the game-winning touchdown game and winning. the yes. conversion no, combination. Um, both. Yeah, I want to see Musi also playing very, very well on the defensive oh, line. Yeah. Um, always a problem for the other team to handle. Um Tompkins had three pass breakups and a tackle. Ed Zalek, two catches on 23 yards. Joe Ivanek, one catch, 39 yards. Also had an interception. Uh, Mike Kramer, one catch for 12 yards. All right, let's go into the last game of the day, the primetime slot. Lions versus Panthers. Kurtzman, this is your game. Kurtzman. Yeah. Relax. Atone for your sins. Maybe prepare. <laughs> um, I think we came out slow. I came out not playing my best ball. But I think, I mean, listen, I'm not making excuses or anything, but, like, we were down six at halftime. We pitched a shutout in the second half. I got hurt on the last play of the half. Couldn't mm. run, couldn't cut, really couldn't do anything. Sounds like an excuse. No, fully an excuse. Excuse me. No, excuse me. <laughs> no, Augie won the game, but uh, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say, to my, say that we definitely lose that game if I'm not healthy in the second half. I mean... We pitched a shutout in the second half. I thought all oh, you played very conservative in the second half. I thought he was electric in the first half. Mm-hmm. He was making guys miss all over the field talking, on my defense. He told me he was talking, talking the motion, the he's, motion ever he's ever talked. Um, one play, he went around true and straight up laughed at him, pointed and laughed at him during the play. And, and then, then made someone t- miss. And then made someone miss and scored a touchdown. No, he, it was not me. Uh, I, thought, I thought you said you. Uh, no, I just said you. <laughs> no, I was on the other side of the field watching and marveling at it. Um, no, Augie played a very good game. It's the most confident he's looked in weeks. He looked like um, a kid on Christmas after he got the win. I was so I, I listen. As you a, were happy for him. No. Sabotage your own game so all you get back. Wow, the crooked commish Kurtzman. <laughs> I would never lose a game on purpose. That's mm. for, for that's the first thing. Um, but I know people are gonna look at this as two straight losses. I look at this as we've scored. We've been down 
um, a touchdown in the last two minutes of the last two games, and we have scored the touchdown both times, just unable to con get the conversion. Um, last week we went for one. This week we went for two. I wasn't going to play anymore after the the. I wasn't letting the game go to overtime. I couldn't really walk that well after the game. Um, their defensive line dominated this game. Nick Sedano, four sacks. Matt Marola, two sacks. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I really felt real pressure on the season. Um, and Rob yeah. Trino, pressures. Rob Tr pressure. No, Rob Trino, also in my face, too. No, for sure. They all played very well. Verdesco, when he got in there as well. Um, I think that we just need to kind of get a little more creative on offense. I feel like the... the um, the normal Kurtzman plague book isn't really getting us there much anymore, so I think we need to get a little more creative on offense. And I think we'll be all right. Before I go to Jason, because I know he's got a lot on his clients. Can in this I go game. first before I was, yeah, that was, I was, and I just have to say, yeah. good game? <laughs> I was, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, before I get to Jason, because I know he's got a lot to say, I was going to swing it over to you, Dylan. Um, so, me and Augie talking at this game, and I was like, dude, we were like, how did, how did you win that game? Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, Augie's team lost the turnover battle. They had one more interception than Kurtzman. And then after, you know, Reconsidering and thinking back on the game, the line play was the, was the game changer. Matt Marola played like second round pick for the first time all year, calling yep. him out, calling it how it is right now. He was absolutely dominant. I don't know how many sacks he had, but he was in Kurt. He had two sacks and was in Kurtzman's face every single play. Same with Sedano. Um, Four sacks. I don't feel bad that Sedano was subbing. I don't like he was going at True, who's Kurtzman's best player, and he was dominating him. Mm -hmm. So there's no oh he was an unfair sub. He he only went against the best player on Kurtzman's team. If you dominate the best player, you dominate the best player. That is fair in my book. I think um, they made timely sacks. They had a safety in my. They had a safety. Yes. Yes. Roll yes, out of safety. safety yes. They had a bunch of sacks deep in the red zone that put Kurtzman in fourth and goal from. Very 15, 15, 20 yards, yards out. They stopped us two times inside, like the 12 off of interceptions. Mm -hmm. We didn't score either time yeah. on the turnovers. That's a recipe to lose. Mm. So <laughs> I, I thought the second half, all he comes out and throws a terrible interception. After dom like playing so strong and dom dominantly the first half, I was like, oh shit, this, is gonna, this game's going to flip right here. But the Panthers showed what we thought they would be all year. They showed resilience. They showed that they are a force we reckon with. And... Like Curtin said, I I don't I'm not really worried about the Lions. I think that they're still an elite team. Like they've back to back one point losses to good like we consider these teams good teams, so we can't really bash the Lions for losing one point games to them because these teams are what? You could bash Curtin. Yeah, no, no, I will say one thing. I will say one thing. I will I will say one thing. I think that Curtin I, I, I still am worried about the Lions because I don't think that either of these losses humbled them. I still think that Ooh. they think they are this unbeatable team despite losing twice. Every time I talk to Kurtzman, he's like, we lost two one-point games. It doesn't matter. It does matter. You guys blew, like, folded the bag on the one seed. Mm. You're you're in now in the thick of things in the playoffs. Could be facing an extremely tough second-round matchup. Yep. I think that tough first-round matchup. First, yeah. I tough think first round every matchup. game. My opinion is that every game in the first round is going to be a now very seeding good game. doesn't matter. To Cousin, oh yeah. <laughs> are, are you going to sit here and disagree that every first-round matchup isn't going to be a good game when we talk about it? On no, the, I'm not going to disagree. On the week one, on the TJ week, said on the, every game is going to be a good game for the last two seasons. No, but no, all right, not. you're going to sit here and say that because no, I think no, it's no, true. no. Every team, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm going to play into a narrative. It's going to be good. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm going to play into my narratives. If you lose games. Oh, TJ picks against me. TJ picks against me. TJ picked Augie this week. Oh, TJ was right. Yeah, that might be the first. Augie MVP is back alive. No, it's Augie MVP. Dead in the fucking water. <laughs> so, just like how, your MVP how much did you, is also dead. Also, your MVP chance is dead in the water. How much did you put on the uh, Augie MVP bet? What? How much did you put too on much. it? Too much. 
Oh, I put I put the hundred dollars. All right, so your cash went, option is at like four dollars. Yeah, it was it was a it was a hundred to win eight hundred. I buy the four dollar ticket. I would buy the option for four dollars. <laughs> go ahead, unleash. Go ahead. All right, uh, first thing I wrote is in all caps. Augie Garbalato is back. Hashtag loser lions. Hashtag crooked commissioner. So mm. I just wanted to say that officially on the pod. Nice. Um, and yeah, I think we talked about you know the uh, lines didn't look great. Um, I think ultimately it's that you know the physicality of Sedano Marola was a mostly the the difference maker in the game. Yep. Uh, but also the wide receivers didn't make the same plays that I feel like they usually make. I feel I don't know if it was just a sagging offense and you guys weren't on the same page, but there did seem to be a little bit of a, a lack of communication. You know, it wasn't the same. You know, Danino Julius, two of the most elite wide receivers in the league, they didn't just look the same. And Rajon the, the the same point. Um, but regardless, I think Augie is back. I really do think that. Um, he, I feel like a lot of it with him is confidence, that he wasn't confident the last few weeks. He didn't, he didn't trust his line. I thought, you know, my client Rob Torino has been the star of the line, has looked great every game. But Augie doesn't have, uh, didn't have the same faith for, for good reason, for bad reason, you know. Uh, some of it may be in his head, but some of it also line was underperforming for sure. And today, having Nick Sedano the option to play on the line and also to be a weapon in the, in the, in the pass game. Verdesco the same way. Verdesco, I think, had two catches. Um, looked pretty important. Um, I think that he was confident and he was ready. And once that trash talk happened, he was like, this is it. This is my time. You know, I could either wilt and, and fall apart and just let the trash talk get to me and, you know, suck and hate football and whatever. Or I could step up and, and come to play. And he came to play. And he looked like Augie. He looked like MVP Augie. What do you call him? League darling? League darling Augie Garvalado. <laughs> I mean, he, he was back. I think he was rejuvenated by, uh, by Taylor, you. Taylor being back in town. Ooh, that's what we uh, talked about. Sure. We t- the film gets muted, but Julius and Jack were actually saying, that, like, yeah, Augie's a simp, bro. He needs his girl here to play better. <laughs> <laughs> if that's no. what it takes, I'll fly her back to, to New Jersey wow. every weekend. Yeah. Jason's flying Taylor out front <laughs> so, so Augie can play better. Whatever it takes is in my GSA clients, man. That's what I do as an agent. You have no, you don't have any advanced analytics on on Augie. On Augie. Um, Augie Garbalato, I have um, or Rob. No stats on Augie, but eye test shows he's electrifying and back on board. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I'd rather have a true champion like Augie over someone who is not a true champion. Like I have, um, I have three rings. Well, before before the league started, before the league took off, they're like ABA rings. Wow. Do you count them on the rest of the way? <laughs> Do you count any of that? Dylan's got Dylan's not. Well, I guess I'm Julius Irving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do have some GSA stats on Rob Torino. Um, leads the league in catches per target. Mm. 200%. He catches two two catches for every one target. Because he, made, he wasn't targeted he on He wasn't targeted on a conversion, and it ended up in his hands, and he scored. <laughs> So Rob Torino, two catches on one target. Incredible. <laughs> no one's ever done it. Um, and also, except Rob. <laughs> Rob. No one's done it before, Rob. Um, he's also top ten in sacks. Wow. Nice. Yeah. There no, it's nice. Um, you do stats on this one, Kurtzman. Augie was 10 and 19, 102 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Also had six rushes, 65 yards, two touchdowns, rushing, and a pass breakup. Joe Noya, three catches, 15 yards. Also had two pass breakups and three tackles. Um, Nick Zalek, two catches, 49 yards, also an interception and a pass breakup. Sedano, three catches, 25 yards, and a touchdown. Also had two rushes for three yards and four sacks, like said before. Um, Verdesco, two catches, 20 yards, and a touchdown. Marola also had two tackles and one for a safety. Two sacks. Two sacks, sorry, and one for a safety. Um, I was 12 of 25, 146 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, four rushes, 79 yards. Danino uh, keeps up his league-leading 
everything at this point. Five catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, also had a tackle and a pass breakup. True, four catches, 28 yards and a touchdown and a tackle. Julius, three catches, 14 yards and a touchdown. Also had a conversion. Rhett had an interception and Connor with a pass breakup. Just want to say Mike Danino, current stat line, leads the league in all three receiving categories, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Um, can we say offensive player of the year? Wow. It's right. making you look so good out there. It's crazy. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's definitely not me making him look good. That's yeah, for, for sure. sure. For sure. No. Let's let's do dogs of the week. Yep. And then we'll do power rankings. From we'll actually get Jason's power rankings, and then we'll get out of here. Let's right. start off with the ten o'clock slate dogs of the week. All right, I'll run through all of them real quick. Uh, for the ten o'clock games, we're gonna get to the Charade brothers. Um, combined twelve tackles. Fill up the stat sheet. Three touchdowns combined. They were all over the field. Felt like I was writing their name every time I was doing the stats for this game. Um, another 10 o'clock game. Got to give it to Paul. Came in, stepped in first game in four weeks. Comes back and gets his team a well need, a much needed win to get them to the four seed in the uh, in the standings. Filling in quarterback for Chase without Pip. Um, in the 11 o'clock games, giving it to Rich Ritter. Not always about stats in this in Dogs Elite, but for him, it's about the stats. He had his absolute breakout game this week. Like I said, five catches, 55 yards, two touchdowns, pick six, and three interceptions total. Do- absolute dog this week. In the other 11-15 game, giving it to Mike Musi. Was playing great on both sides of the trenches. Also had the game-winning touchdown and conversion, making himself available to Joe to get him the ball late in this one. And in the Lions-Panthers game, we are giving it to... Nick Zalek. Oh, Nick Zalek and Joe Noya both played phenomenally defensively and um, a lot of basically filled the stat sheet and made plays when they had to and the ball was thrown their way. Nick Zalek is a known uh, rival of the Goldman Sports Agency, yes. correct? It's, it's just incredible how much better Ed Zalek is as a person. Okay. You know, Nick Zalek, horrible man, you know, really despicable. Um, but ultimately... <laughs> Ultimately, he played well today. Ed Zalek's, you know, been showing him a few things, how to catch the ball, oh, okay. how to play defense. Nice. Uh, so Nick Zalek has finally, you know, he did a lot of those how, how Nick quick, Zalek how has quick, a top five Twitter. How quick, Jason, is to forget our white Zion Williamson. Yeah, you know, crazy, on our, on crazy. Our, on, our, on our fall basketball team. He was a, uh, he was a cancer in the locker room then. That's why I don't like him. <laughs> so he's DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> All right, let's do, uh, give me your power rankings, Jason. Um, okay, my power rankings. First, I had the Falcons. Yeah. I think that they're still the best team. Second, I have the Dolphins. Okay. Uh, Lions, third, still in that tier, I think. Yep. Then I think there's a lot of parity in this next tier. I personally have Panthers, four. Augie's back. Seahawks, five. I really trust their defense. Patriots, six. Cardinals, seven. I really think that the Cardinals kind of, if they want to jump that tier, because they totally can, I want to see more out of Piscopo. I want to see more out of Ed Zalek. I want to see more out of the line, Nick Douglas showing up again. Um, eighth in that next tier, I think, is the Bills. I Wait, think, who was the eighth? Oh, no, oh this no, is Cardinals the is seven. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Car- uh, Cardinals is seven. Eight is the Bills. I think the Bills can sneak into that last playoff spot. Packers, nine. I want to see more out of their defense. Ten, Ravens. Eleven, Bucks. I am not going to, like, I understand your list, and I wasn't there this week, which maybe my opinion could be a little dated at this point, but I wasn't there. I still have the Patriots at four. I still have the Patriots over the uh, the Panthers, and I still, I think you had them at six. Mm-hmm. You had the Car- Panthers four. Who'd you have at five? Did you have the, the, the Seahawks at five? Seahawks, Seahawks five. five. I'm still taking the Patriots over both of those teams, and yeah. I would also put the Packers over so the can Seahawks. You just say them in order, so everyone knows. I would. So my ranking. so my power ranking would be Falcons one, Dolphins two, Lions three, Patriots four, five Panthers, six Packers, seven Seahawks, 
eight Bills, nine. Give me the teams, the three you're, teams you're I have no, left. No Cardinals. Oh, give me the Cardinals over the Bills, but give me the card. Yeah, I got, I got the teams in front of me. Falcons one, <laughs> Dolphins two, Lions three, pa- uh, Patriots four, Panthers five, Seahawks at six, Packers at seven, Cardinals at eight, Bills at nine, Ravens at ten, Bucks at eleven. I put the Packers at seven, even though they're on the outside looking in right now. Because I think it would be completely different if Vin was the quarterback the entire season, and I would just judge it based off of currently today. Like right now, I have the Packers over the Cardinals because I believe if they played in the game. I would be taking the Packers over the Cardinals, and I would be taking. I know, I know the Bills beat the Packers, so maybe you could have your gripes for me there again. I wasn't there this week, so I'm cutting myself some slack. I'm not really too. My this isn't like a set in stone list for me this week, so. We'll be, I'll be back. I don't know if I will be there this weekend. Not 100% sure. But that is will be it for the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube. Make sure to subscribe um, on any podcast platform that you are listening on. Anything else that anyone wants to say before we get out here? Jason, do you have uh, any closing closing comments? Nothing. Uh, GSI clients have been playing tremendously. I'm excited to watch them going forward, and we're excited to watch uh, the league You know, as the playoffs come by. I think I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm super excited for the playoffs. I think that there, I mean, you heard us rant, talk about it on the podcast for a second, but I think that every single playoff matchup is going to be a game where you're like, ooh, the underdog, the lower seed can definitely lose this game. So um, I'm really excited that there's a lot of parity in the league. I think this is the best league we've ran yet. I think we've had given our players the most that they've had, and I'm super excited to see how it finishes off. Dylan, anything else? We're out of here. Uh, let's get out of here. Can't wait for the playoffs. All right. We'll catch you guys on later in the week, Thursday night, for the preview pod. We'll catch you then. Peace.